This is officially a 30-pack of episodes. It's a special day. It's a special day. So uh, congratulations, gentlemen. Cheers to that. Cheers. 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 Quang. Reach. Reach. Such a big table. The studio got, like, way huge. Try making it bigger for, like, when when, um, other people, like, come come by and we can actually, like, fit stuff and whatnot. But, uh... Anyway, if you're listening to us, we have all the, you know, all those avenues, the uh, the Google Play, the iTunes, um, uh, TuneIn Radio app, iHeartRadio, Podomatic.com. Thank you very much for uh, hosting. And Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Heavy Metal Headlines. So I, br- I brought a few news articles, gentlemen. I have three. You have three. Okay. Oh, I don't have any. Holy fuck balls. <laughs> Why is everything... You did what? Exactly. Wait, what happened? My earlobes were molested. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't I'm sorry. get to hear what you said. I'm sorry. There was a... Um, it's been a while, so like all my volumes and different computer things. I use it a lot. All right, man. Who wants to start? I got no news, so it's all up to you guys. I'll tell you the first one. I like uh, it. Happy 30th. This one's uh, a little behind. Um, but the band Behemoth mm-hmm. has, has shared their trailer for... So they have a new album. I believe it's out now. October 5th. Um, called I Loved You at Your Darkest. And the single off it is called God Equals Dog. So they have God Equal Dog Dog Food. But they're releasing. They are. Uh, they're they shaped. There. It's God, God backwards. Is mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm getting there. So they had a little trailer for it and everything with the song and whatnot. But uh, it's a fully vegan, healthy, and cruelty-free snack. They're little black snacks in the shape of crosses. <laughs> and I think maybe this is the first time in history of mankind that a cross actually has a purpose. That's messed up. That a cross can actually do something. I mean, this is coming from the lead singer, so it's kind of, you know. Oh, my. Nothing screams all natural than, like, food shaped by something. Mm-hmm. But I guess they, they threw out a few bags at one of their shows and stuff, at their signing event, I'm sorry, in uh, London. On Did the their fifth. weirdo fans, like, eat it? Probably. He actually, in his little video, he actually tries one as well. 
So natural, even I could eat it. I mean... I hate to be that guy. Okay. But I'm going to be that guy. You don't hate it. You stop. I, I want to be accepting of people. But can I tell you what, one of the most unmetal things in my brain? Being a vegan. <laughs> That's fair. I will agree with you on that one. <laughs> Death dismemberment! Oh, I only eat gluten-free... Wheat muffins and gluten-free wheat muffins doesn't make any sense. <laughs> can we actually request if you are a vegan and you listen to our show, can you like email us and explain how and why? And then we can like listen to all that horseshit about how like how you feel so much better like and, every single uh, day like uh, when you wake up. Okay, Marcus, don't listen. <laughs> my real question, my real question is, is if you've been a vegan your entire life. And you're a metal fan, and you you have? frequent shows. How many friends do you have? <laughs> Remember that guy that was have in you front of ever us at the made it concert? to the pit without a? No, I'm telling you, there was that guy in front of the Alestorm concert where like he actually tapped on Anthony's shoulder and asked him. Like we get there like 20 minutes before the set starts, so we can get like a good spot. And uh, we're like five minutes before the guy taps on Anthony's shoulder, like, um, excuse me, can I stand in front of you? Uh. No. 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 This like, is man. why I came here 20 minutes ago. You stupid. Like, like who? Who, who does Warped this? Warped too. That, like, that, it's that, like it's like that was probably that was probably a vegan. Yeah, it was probably a vegan. That's Remember a ve- that's a vegan the, metal uh, fan, right? <laughs> the show we went to at the Palladium. The guy who came up next to you when you were at the bar, the biggest hairiest individual in the world, and you ordered a peach. Was a peach schnapps? Is that what it was? <laughs> All right, that's something I do. That's, that's totally something I do. I'm not hardcore, but I came to party. Came yeah, down. pretty much. Let's <laughs> get white girl wasted. With like three fuzzy navels on the rocks. Yeah. And a slippery nipple, please. <laughs> That's after. That's after, yeah. Is that? But yeah, a little, uh, little dog animal action for you. I like dogs. stuck on the vegan thing. And feeding a dog something vegan, that's stupid. You know, people have done it, and that's fucked up. You know, it would be, like, it's such a fun event, like, if we did, like, a dog rescue event. Kind just of play thing, that Elstorm like, album, that's all the dog noises. Like, perfect. Like, we can play that, like, in between sets and, like, whatnot, yeah. but, like, people can just, like, bring dogs. Heavy, heavy metal Ooh. over a, a dog. A, a heavy metal, metal over a dog park. Heavy metal over a rescue. Just have a dog park and like just like dogs like running around like Porter upstairs. He'd love it, man. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, he'd be like the show. If there was a puppy that was like on the outside, like not into it, like Porter would be like, I'm gonna make him into it. They have like we have like doggy mosh pits. I'm picturing they probably would, man. Like you, you, dog get, metal you get like now. dog metal. <laughs> not to be confused with dogma. Good. See, that's religious too. We can't do that. Not not that movie wasn't. Wasn't religious? You didn't just say that, right? You didn't see that movie, did you? (laughs) I was a kid. (laughs) But it's not like serious. You know what other movie wasn't religious? I think it is, though. You know what other movie wasn't religious? The Passion of the Christ. Are you sure? Not religious? Yeah, probably (laughs) not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's. (laughs) I think that that you blame the actor for that one. (laughs) The best. 
I think it's so crazy off topic here, but the best thing coming from uh, the Passion of the Christ was like South Park's. Oh God! <laughs> Just some guy screaming the whole time. Okay. I uh, now see. I saw the Passion of the Christ. As movies go, it was really good. Sure, it was well done. I enjoyed it. I can't say anything like. Man. I wasn't gonna load up a school bus. Did they play Creed during and, it? What's that? Did they play Creed during it? Anyway, moving on. I digress. We digress. Okay, I got a crowd favorite. By crowd favorite, like it usually draws all kinds of criticism from my co-host, but I have from Revolver Magazine, a fan poll, mind you, the five greatest grunge albums of all time. I'm curious to see what they consider grunge. Yeah, it's because I was actually just thinking about genre. this on the way here. Okay, like, going to be on there. Oddly enough, like because grunge. Didn't have a sound per se. Well, yeah, you know, I feel like grunge was an era. Yes. Well, yeah. it was a 90s, a flip from 90s. very uh, uh, superfluous, like uh, the overindulgence of the '80s metal. So my my fascination to something more grounded, something that would actually like sure had a little more commentary to it. So my uh, my fascination actually cuz I'm not I'm not going to lie, I'm not a grunge expert. Like I was going through my uh, my CD collection that I brought for later and I listened to a lot of noisy stuff back in the day. <sighs> and um, we all... No. Well, but it was fine. so fun though. Like I was going through, it and I'm like, "Oh my god, I can't!" Ah, look at this, and I'm like, ah, I'm like getting all giddy and like shit. So like, I wasn't like a grunge expert, but like, we'll get right into the content. Number five, Temple of the Dog, Temple of the Dog. Really? That's like the ultimate. It, it, I mean, if you're gonna, it's not um. If we're just name? gonna go general, so Temple of the Dog from 1990 is a brainchild of Soundgarden's Chris yeah, Cornell. I was say Chris Cornell. Mm. Uh, it was as a tribute to his late friend, Mother Love Bone yeah, singer, Mother Love Bone. Andrew Mother Love Wood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the band's singular release, 1991 self-titled album, took on a life of its own once the rest of the group, including Eddie Vedder, who sings on four of the record's tracks, most notably the single Hunger Strike, mm-hmm. came to fame as Pearl Jam. After that, what was a collection of friends honoring a fallen peer became a hit-making supergroup. And as such, the project remains... A beloved touchstone in the halls of grunge history. But now they can never do it again. Well, yeah. Fortunately. No Cornell. All right, so number four on this list of five is going to be Nirvana. Never mind. Okay. Uh, regardless of what you consider Nevermind, the fall of Nirvana's catalog, there's absolutely no Surprise arguing the that, album's value as a cultural milestone. Nirvana's just the name you think uh, when you Well, think that grunge. album, like... No, I'm actually trying to. I'm actually trying to go back. Like in utero, Almost that's such. actually an album, correct? Yes. Okay, so I, I, also a song, isn't it? No, no, I don't think so. Been a long time since I'm I went through that album. I think Heart Shaped Box is on that album. I think Rape Me is on. I say Rape Me is in Poly. Smells like Teen Spirit Poly. and Bloom. No, Smells Come like Teen Spirits off of Nevermind. Yeah, Smells like Teen Spirits off of Nevermind. It's like the opening track. Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? 
No, we started talking about In Utero. We oh, got, I'm sorry. We, we I, got, I missed We got off topic already. I missed Quick. the, the now, jump. My now, granted, is. I haven't even got to like one, two, three, so maybe it's on there. Yeah. So maybe I'm criticizing them for. I feel like Smells Like Teen Spirit is the one that get like probably overplayed in on like utero, MTV. Box, rape me. But because I used to remember being able to the first up. one, like everyone was like, oh, "What the hell?" Moist vagina. <laughs> Is that a song? Are you yes, just like having like per- are you that's, having personal thoughts over there that you want to share with everybody? Let's become both. But smells like Teen Spirit, In Bloom, and Come As You Are. Hmm. Come As You Are is a good tune. It's a decent one. But anyway, number three, Soundgarden, Bad Motor Finger. Yeah. Okay. In an age of spandex, teased hair, and sleazy hits like Girls, Girls, Girls. It was records like Bad Motor Finger. I, I, I can't believe. It. See, this now, is, now, this see, is now the part you, that blows me away. because Now like, I'm already considering what can be number two and one because I know what one of them is. It just it just, it just blows my mind sometimes like when you actually put like these timelines together because you forget how all this stuff like intertwined with each other. Like Girls, <laughs> Girls, yeah, Girls yeah. was out and Bad Motor Finger comes out around the same time. No, it didn't. No. Well, shortly after. Oh, no. Okay. Girls, girls, girls off of uh, Shout at the Devil came out in 80-something. Uh, Bad Motor Fingers, 91. Yeah, four years. Shortly after. I call it shortly. Girls, girls, girls was in the 80s. Yeah, four years earlier. Four years. Just because it crossed a generation, ha- doesn't half, it? A de- half a decade. A de- a decade. Half a decade. Come on. Fourth of a decade. Math. 40%. I've said decade. But anyway, uh, bad mo- I lost where it was. Bad motor finger that proved to the world that hard rock music could still be smart, forward thinking, and still heavy as hell. Soundgarden helped shift the paradigm using interesting tunings and weird time signatures, addressed headier lyrical themes, and in general pushed the boundaries of what heavy music was and is. I chan- uh, outshine's good too. I forgot about that one. Yeah. All right, number two. Want to take a guess? Oh, it's Pearl Jam Ten. It is Pearl Jam 10. Wow. Cold start for him. Oof. You, want, you want to take a guess on the description? <laughs> sure. <laughs> he's just reading enough in his head. Oh, he's going to pull. <laughs> Pearl Jam 10. <laughs> All right. While some may argue that Nevermind kicked down the door for grunge, it could be said that 10 normalized it. After all the dust has settled, Pearl Jam's debut is a record that helps solidify the whole grunge phenom pointing towards Seattle as the mecca for the alternative music revolution. Um, 91 as well. I am pretty sure that 10 came out before Nevermind. So 10 was 91. So their suggestion that Pearl Jam normalized grunge is not correct. Ooh. Didn't hurt the 10 is basically a series of hit singles Alive, Jeremy, and Black All pretty Even awesome flow? Songs. Like, cause he, Pearl Jam As far as we're gonna consider grunge Pearl Jam was the most approachable They were like the first ones Um Like, what was it? Uh Even flow? Even flow mm-hmm. See, this is why Alive. I'm not an expert on, on grunge Because like, if, I, if I hear a song like Black But Black like wasn't Pearl even Jam, that, Like that Black was is big People know Black But honestly That was like One of their smaller hits Off the album um, it, held it, it, held once, it held the test of time though That song's awesome That entire album I can listen to it anytime 
See Jeremy. See Jeremy. Even I don't get it. Like I don't know. Like that's why. This is why I'm not a grunge expert because maybe I didn't understand like what they were talking about. About what? Hmm. Just being. There are lots of different themes in. Just me being the album. Just me being. Um, Honestly, as far as I can tell, the album's about growing up. So you did so well, number two. What do you think is number one? The seed. That's the thing. You've hit all the bases. I bet it's Foo Fighters. <sighs> no guess. See, that's a sh- that would be a shitty pick. Foo Fighters? I don't think Foo Fighters consider themselves, consider themselves grunge. I don't think they ever considered themselves grunge. The first album is pretty. Um, right, how about? Oof. You want to Alice in Chains? Like, really, Alice in Chains? Alice in Chains? Dirt. Dirt. Yeah. Spine such inescapable hits as Rooster, Down in a Hole, Alice in Chains, Heroin, Rock, Classic, Dirt. Leaned heavily into the group's metal influences Man in and the box. Perfected the balance between the defining traits of Seattle grunge scene and the doom laden Sabathian influences that paved the way for its inception. Down in a hole. Singer Lane bones. Stavely's candid exorcisms and on Rooster. the despairs of addiction at a thick layer of depressive angst, making Dirt not only one of the most well composed albums of its genre, but it arguably excuse me, arguably the most heart wrenching. After all, is it even grunge if it doesn't crush your soul? My cousin used to hang out with them before they got big. So it's his fault he's died. She lived under it. She. She. She named her. Her, da- her fault. <laughs> her daughter's named Randy after Randy Rhodes. So, interesting list. I like it. I'm down. At the Alice in Chains thing is a, is a surprise. Fan Pullman. I, I, Those I, fans. I, I, I honestly, knowing it's from Revolver, it doesn't surprise me that much. I love Revolver. I don't mind Revolver, mm-hmm. it, but they, they tend towards the heavier. I'm two issues behind. I haven't read my last two. But they tend towards the heavier, and if I were going to say an album befitting their grunge list, I'd say Alice in Chains is befitting their top five list. So yeah, man. Fan poll. That's a, five that's grunge. a tough five choice, man. Mm-hmm. Like That's a... You know I, what? Though? I wouldn't want to officiate that. You know, like, some of, some of the top fives that like Revolver has come up with, I think like we've had like we've had some grimaces and like some man, some muzz. I actually think that's a pretty solid list, considering the subject matter. Like that, that it is. That was I mean, well, those are quintessential good. albums. Like everything they listed there is a quintessential album. If you're a fan of music, you should have those albums in your collection. I feel like it takes a, it takes on your own personal opinion on grunge mm-hmm. too. I mean. Well, I just think musically, I think those 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 albums in particular, those five albums, are very historically representative of the changes that music was going through right then, in all different directions, in progressive rock, and like grungy, crunchy, yeah, garage rock, garage rock. <laughs> I, uh, I will follow up your uh, poll with another poll. Woo! So they had. Boy, the boys like the polls. <laughs> no, they like the milkshakes. That's the magic. Just got weird up in here. <laughs> well, it brings them to the yard. Oh, what a cute picture of my dog. I took that. How did it get weird? And like, K- Kid Rock sings about the pole god. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we have a, a fan poll. 
So there was a top 50, which I'm only going to pick the top 10, uh, of the greatest guitarists of all time. Oh, Lord. So out of the top, I'm going to give you the top 10, and you guys are going to tell me, there's going to be no specific order, which one you think was voted the number one guitarist of all time. Okay, all right, all right. I'm sorry, who voted on this? 70,000 people. From? Just his fans. This is from Louder. So. Like Florida or Boston? <laughs> from La- okay, Louder magazine. So your your picks here. Uh, David Gilmore, Eddie Van Halen, Eric Clapton, Steve Ravon, Brian May, uh, Jimmy Page, Jimi Hendrix, Alex Lifeson, Slash, and Richie Blackmore. Did I say Van Halen? Yeah. See, he's in there. Okay. Okay. Slash. I don't agree. You know what? Jimi Hendrix, I think, is overrated as F. You play a right-handed guitar left-handed. With that strapped to your forehead. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Small (laughs) dots. Okay. My musical talents have nothing to do with my comment. I'm just saying, considering. (laughs) I'm just being a mess. Considering the, the the catalog of players that we have here, I I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's an understatement. I mean, well, and admittedly what, so. I'm not I'll, huge on I'll Hendrix. T- I'll I'm tell not you huge what. on Hendrix. I'll I'm tell not, you what. Okay. I, I I will afterwards. I will recommend some Hendrix to you that may bring you over to the dark side. Gross. His his blues stuff is so fucking good. Go through that list one more time. So good. Just uh, like quick, just quickly. David I'll... Gilmore. Eddie okay, James. remind me. I'm so, I'm sorry because this is where I get dumb. David Gilmore, remind me because it, it's like right here. But Gilmore, uh, uh, Pink Floyd. Okay. Eric Clapton. Yep. Eddie Cream. Van Halen. Cream. Yep. Jimmy Page. Yep. Jimi Hendrix. Yep. Steve Rivon. <sighs> Brian May. And Brian May is from Queen. Queen. Okay. Alex Lifeson from Rush. Slash. And from Richie Blackmore. Thanks for the clarification. <laughs> and Blackmore is from. I'm not sure. Richie Blackmore. Uh, I, it, that sounds like an Iron Maiden name. Hmm. We're trying to pick the first out of all that. Yep. I go with Slash just because it's Louder magazine. It's yeah, but he's not. Be purple, Richie Blackmore. Uh. Hmm. That's tough. Oh, I'm trying, I'm trying to, see, see, the problem is I don't think like seventy thousand people. Like I have my own thoughts on the seventy thousand. Now people I would like, w- I, like if, if I if my vote Stevie Ray, okay, all the way. But I'm taking into account this is Louder Magazine. Considering and the list, I would probably say Stevie Ray Vaughan. Is that your final answer? Like that's my answer, but I think they went slash. Uh, now I'm gonna read from ten to one. Okay, sure. so on the bottom up. So number one, obviously, being the number one. Number ten is Richie Blackmore. Okay. Number nine is Slash. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't no. think he would. I didn't think he'd be high up there. I did. I don't. I don't think he gets the. I don't think he gets a cred. Oof. Number eight, Alex Lifeson. Now he's awesome. Now see, I would have put. I, he's amazing, but I still might have put Slash before him. Uh, number seven, Brian May. Number six, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Motherfuckers! Wow! Fuck them! Wow, we're bottom five. Number five, Eric Clapton. Number four, David Gilmore. See, I actually would also say Clapton, too. Like, that would probably have been my like Cream. Clapton's the... 
I think I know stuff about music, so I'm going to say that Clapton's the greatest guitarist ever. He looks ever. like a librarian. Like, yeah. yeah, but if you actually watch Clapton, like that guy, oh, he's, that he's, dude, he could do whatever he, he wants. He is great, but they're better. Um, number four is David Gilmour. Have I may have already said that? Yeah. Number three is Mr. Eddie Van Halen. Number really? two is Mr. Eddie Jimmy Finn. Page. Numero uno, to contract all you said, Jimi Hendrix. Well... Oh, what do I Fun do? fact I, I, about I Jimi I Hendrix that I, don't I learned: play a, I don't play a right-handed guitar, left-handed. When they uh, when they made the song Watchtower, uh, they went in, they recorded the song whole nine yards. Bob next Dylan. day, Bob Dylan cover. Next day, they come back, and Jimmy's like, "What's this? No idea that, no recollection of doing it at all." He's like, "Wow, this is really good. What is this?" They had no idea. Is his drums are bad, man? Like seriously, his blues stuff. Check out some of his blues stuff. He could play a guitar, man. I don't know. Maybe, maybe this, this is, I mean, this it might 50 just originally, but those are just the top like, ten. And then you got, be, then you got, might like just be like a style thing. Now, see, because I'm not into the style. This, this is an antiquated list because they're missing someone from that list. Well, it is a top fifty. I mean, they're probably somewhere in that top yeah. fifty. Gary Clark Jr. should be on that top ten. I'm gonna read the. Um... And there are people with that that would say that John Mayer. Belongs sure. on that top ten. I'm going to read the quote um, based off this. So, uh, Jimi Hendrix changed the face of music when he landed in London in 1967. This is the online editor, of course. He arrived in a city that already had its fair share of great guitarists, Page, Clapton, Beck, and more, and forced everybody to up their game through the sheer ferocity of his playing. There's a lot of similar names on the poll, which demonstrates the timeless quality of the music these players made. But it's gratifying to see musicians who have become popular more recently, in an age when the guitar hero is supposedly dead, like Joe Bonamassa or Avenged Sevenfold Sinister Gates. Uh, they receive so much support from the latter community, so the future is looking bright. So yeah. yeah you know, everybody, everybody's entitled to their opinion. This is... Yeah, I can't exactly. believe that some of those guys rated higher than fucking Stevie Ray Vaughan. Clapton really would have been like my my other my other choice because I have actually seen like not not like necessarily Clapton releases but like when he just like goes out and like does like these like little jam sessions with like other. Oh, yeah, I watched the Crossroads Festival. Mm, yep. It's like one of the best things to watch. Yep. And uh, he, he, the, the guy just does whatever he wants. Like it's we get to think of even like the blues players like we could BB King stuff like that too. Well, that's the thing. Have you ever like there's a a um, um, Eddie Gibbs, Clapton uh, BB King name? album. Called Riding with the King. Okay, oh, so good. <laughs> Even uh, what's his name from ZZ Top? Um, Gibbs. Oh, oh yeah, Billy Gibbs. Billy Gibbs. He's fun- it's all the blue stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, fucking Billy! I love Billy Gibbs. Mm-hmm. He's the shit. He's on Bones. He, he, he's which is really weird. Crazy motherfucker, man. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's it for news Tim, for me. I'm gonna push forward. Do that. Alright, Megadeth to launch Kegadeth Metal, Music, and Craft Beer Festival. The story was released on October 8th on blabbermouth.net. Uh, Megadeth leader Dave Mustaine was interviewed on the October 5 to 7 edition of Full Metal Jackie's nationally syndicated radio show. You can now listen, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Mustaine, some. Probably should have read this before I. I right, screw that story. I gotta sucker. No, hold on, hold on. I got, I got to I got to actually 
review that one. I'm sorry. Mark, edit. Edit. See the spikes. Edit. Don't do it. Let it slip through. All right, let I'm going to talk about <laughs> going to talk about my uh, my beloved. Um, so from Machine Head themselves, uh, Mr. Rob from Machine Head. After 20 th- 23 years with uh, Dave McLean pounding the skins at the drum throne, and 15 years with Phil Demel shredding the guitar on stage, both members have decided to move on from Machine Head and open a new chapter in their lives. Now, uh, pile episodes back, I did the um, I did the uh, the uh, the artist profile on uh, said Machine Head, and um, I know Dave McLean is a huge part of that this man's life, and uh, Phil Demel is actually years. the one that did. I want to say Dave McLean was like he's pretty he's close to original. Like I think they had one drummer before him who bailed like before like the initial release. I'd have to go through my notes again to be completely honest to like give you the absolute facts. But Phil Demel was also the one that was like responsible for some of the uh, progressive um, approaches that like Machine Head did. So I mean, you're talking about like two very influential dudes, and like I've seen McLean. I had that cool spot on the stage, like when they opened for like Metallica, or like Machine, like the the stage was like in the middle, and like mm-hmm. you're behind him. Like this dude's feet is unbelievable. Like when you listen to like music, you say something's like a drum machine. Like just watch that fucking guy, dude. <laughs> like, like what is it? Like wh- what? 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 Crazy. I look at Divine Heresy. The yeah. drummer, good board. Guys like having like a steak dinner at the same time. Like he doesn't even care. It's no. like what, 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 like whatever. Mm-hmm. So the um the big thing about the story is like obviously Rob is like a very emotional dude. He does like the the diaries of a of a front man, like the, the whatnot. Yep. Like he's a he's a he's a he's a tell all. So obviously like this this is a this is a big this is going to be a big deal like moving forward. Now the good thing is it's a mutual thing. They have a tour this summer. They're doing another round of the uh, a night with Machine Head, okay. or an evening with Machine Head, however they worded it. So, no openers, just Machine Head, three hour night, intermission like old school style, yeah. which I have opinions on also, but we'll save those for another day. Um, so they're they're actually going to finish out the tour in the summer, and like they're all parting like mutual ways, like respectfully. It is not the end of Machine Head. Uh, Rob uh, completely. Uh, completely intends on um, moving forward with Machine Head in like future years but two very influential very important and very very awesome members of like Machine Head moving forward so a band that like I, I, I grew up loving pretty much since their inception it's gonna be some some molding moving forward molding <laughs> so yeah if uh, you have the opportunity, it's uh, the Freaks and Zeros tour of North America. Freaks and Zeros. Uh, that actually started, let's see, what's today's date? The 12th. Today's oh, the 11th, I apologize. Today's the 11th, so this started... This starts today. I'm trying to remember when October 8th was. <laughs> Three days ago. Mm-hmm. Monday. So much has happened since then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... Yeah, so uh, starting today, 
in Sacramento, California, Freaks and Zeros tour. I know um, in our area, and forgive me, I don't, I don't know the exact date. I know they are going to be in um, Hartford, Connecticut, in the New England area, a uh, place called the Wilbur. Like the pig? Don't call me on that either. I'll link some actual. I'll link some actual facts. The comedy show used to be in in box. The Webster. I'm sorry. The Webster. The Webster is in Hartford, Connecticut. Just can't. It just came to me. The Webster in Hartford, Connecticut, which I haven't been to. But you know what? This is gonna be like the last original lineup, or the as close to your original lineup as it's been ever. Might have to make an appearance in November. Stay tuned. Could be a cool concert review. You said you were out on news, right? No, I think we're cool. We can we can go we can go to today's main event. Heavy Metal Over Six Pack presents live post show and tell. Main event? Sure. Main event. So I um I challenge these guys on uh, episode twenty nine to uh, d- dig deep into their uh, collection of hard copy CDs. For those of you that don't know what a CD is, back in the day, we used to have to go to these things called record stores. When Marcus was a boy, Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> they remember everything. <laughs> I'm telling you, you underestimate my, underestimate my age, sir, because I had cassettes. Me too. I had day. a Walkman. I had vinyl. I used to make... The first m- music I remember listening to was on a fucking 8-track. Don't tell me you feel old. I only use one track. <laughs> no, I'm just saying you underestimate my, underestimate my age, because... I used to actually make mixed tapes. Me too. Like, I used to make those so I can give them to people, and then they would, like, laugh at me. So instead of, like, love notes, I would give them, like, a little mixed I tape. I used to record off my radio with the little recorder thing. Oh, I did that too, man. Like, they're like, wait, the song's going to put me. Uh, there's a song, there's a song yes. to this day off of AAF that, like, used to play. Like, it was kind of on the regular back then. I remember recording it. Like, I caught it. And I was missing like like probably the first five or six seconds, and like to this day I cannot find the artist or the song name, or nothing. Lost nothing. So it's gone. Back in the day, I I didn't have I couldn't afford tur- turntables, and I really wanted to try DJ remixes. So to get as close as I could without being able to afford a mixing station, the board, speaker, the whole nine. Um, I just took stereo systems that people were throwing out and I would have four or five <laughs> double tape players rigged together, one attached to the next, attached to the next, all going to a main source tape. And I would sit there and I would have everything timed out. Hope you're all paying attention, people. This right. is the pain that we used to have oh, to feel. It was just this like ballet of, and go stop. And I'm listening over to this feed, and I'm like, and pause, stop, pop, pop, awesome, record it, and over here, over to this third one, and back and forth. <laughs> I mean, the shit that I used to go through to try and do it, I ain't gonna lie, that's some good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny you bring that up, like the whole recording thing, because like... Funny. I had that, you know, back in the day when the stereos used to be like three, oh four God. feet tall. I lost a toenail to one of those speakers. <laughs> like you'd get the, you get like these towers, these things, these towers with like all these knobs mm-hmm. and like all this other shit yep. on it. And they have like two tape decks. Yeah. Yep. And like one of them would be able to record. 
So like you just uh, like listen to the radio. Just be like, <laughs> good song. If it's any constellation, my radio speaker system that I have downstairs still like my you know like your actual radio mm. still has a double cassette player in it. like that's how old I've had for so long. Yeah. And it has the subwoofers built into the side of the speakers kind of thing. I still got yeah. one in storage. I still have a tape player in storage. Mm-hmm. That's fucking gnarly, man. So Next to my VHS player. So, so this is the pain that we used to have to feel back in the day, mm-hmm. people. I had we to go actually, through my VHSs to get to my CDs. <laughs> you know, like I was going through like my collection and like I actually remember like cuz like before iTunes and Spotify and like whatnot, like if a single came out, like you had to actually go buy the album. Yeah. Like there were, they, it, that was like a big thing. Well, I actually heard, no, a, I heard a great true. quote. I heard a great quote. Not sure, singles have always been a thing. Well, I heard a great quote from um, Ken Casey of the Dropkick Murphys. He's doing a radio interview on WAF the other day, and he was saying, "Is like you know, back then, you would sell the album to support the tour. Nowadays." You need a tour to support the album. To support the album, so like everything is like completely swat. Like, or you need one big download. And it's uh, it's it was it was an interesting concept, and you know I've talked endlessly like in pre- on past episodes about like you know the uh, the music services and whatnot, and like how the I don't I don't personally think that the musicians are getting like what they're supposed to. But, like back when back in the day, the only way you used to be able to get their music. Was to be able to go out and buy these little discs of plastic, mm-hmm. or rubber, or retarded ass twisted up fucking film. Which if you had a and old the, and the tape came out, and then you had to get uh, you had to get a pencil, yeah, and you and had to plug like, it into the. Like, no, this is my only copy of it. <laughs> so I bought. A, yeah, I remember this, and it, it, it always sticks out in my head because of the the trouble, the pains I went through to fix this tape. So I bought the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles soundtrack on tape. Yes. And I was yes! In, in the back of my dad's truck, and he hit a bump, and the truck and the tape went out. Oh, and I was no. like, oh, and I saw it go smash. Oh. But I watched the tape go slide, and I was like, <sighs> and then I watch a car pull in behind us and run right over the tape. Oh. And I'm like, no! But I still haven't stopped. I run back, I get it. I mean, it's destroyed. I literally spent the next two days dissecting a blank tape and removing the wheels in the tape, putting them into a new case. It's alive! The tape itself was ripped in a spot. So I I took masking tape. Does that work? Does that actually work? What, what you have to do is when you get to it, you have to stop and fast forward. Because it'll stop, and then it starts to go, it starts to pull. It starts to pull, and you're like, no, 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 no. you got to hit stop, fast forward, and just skip that little part. and Continue. Yep, yeah, you're good. As long as you remember, you gotta oh, yeah. be, you got to be near it. Now, auto, auto reverse tape players, they would feel that tug, and they'd be like, oh, I'll just flip. So you're like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) So another fun nostalgic like throwback. Like so back in the day, like the cassette world. So friend of yours would like buy like buy a CD. Like oh dude, the CD is awesome. Let me burn that CD like to my to like my disc. You used to have to take cassette (gasps) tapes. And you'd have, you'd have to have like one of those dual deck the players. Double ones, yeah. Like the one would have the record, the one would oh, just yeah. have the play. Mm-hmm. And you had to take a blank disc and listen to it start to finish. Yep. 
on each one of the sides mm-hmm. yeah. with the record on so that it would yep. transfer over. Oh yeah. Oh man. Those are those are the those are glory days right yeah, there, yeah. dude. That's fucking great. That's fucking great. Like mixing up a, like a mixtape for like a buddy. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, I'm gonna make like the greatest skate mix you've ever heard. I remember in the eighties being so like ah uh, like high end like cars had tape players that allowed you to forward to the next song. <laughs> like you were like, ooh, oh my. it stops on its own. How did it know? So what I thought would be fun today, because in all honesty, I actually think we we literally probably have three solid generations, almost mm. represented. With our podcast hosts right here, so I, I I challenge these guys to actually go back into their hard copy CD collection, and we're gonna do today some uh, some CD show and tell. And I mean, I think those are pretty much the only rules. I I think I said like five, and like I see like a, a stack of like twenty over there, and like I have like I a, had more, but I was like well, I, I'll a just stack of twelve, and Anthony's the only one that like follow, follow the rules. I follow the rules. Follow the rules. You're gonna ask me to pick five of my three hundred children. So I thought. No. Uh, no I thought it would be. Fair. I thought it would be ten. Fun. Okay, I can whittle that down. <laughs> like, fuck the other hundred and or two hundred ninety. I thought it would be fun today to uh, d- d- do some uh, what you have for hard copy CDs. Like we did some show and tell from our guys. And like you're gonna you're gonna learn a. L- I think you're gonna learn a little bit about your host today. I, I, I have a. I have like a like a crown jewel. Not necessarily my crown jewel, but amongst CD collector, like music collectors, I have a crown jewel. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something else out there, like this old school. Do you remember the BMG Music Group? Oh yeah, yeah. me and my dad music were just talking about that. He got so BMG many music oh subscription. God. He got so many discs from that. So let me I'll educate anybody who's not aware of the Columbia BMG. House. Columbia House was a big one. BMG music subscription. You would get this monthly mailing. With a catalog of all these CDs that were available, and there's usually like some kind of. It was of st- a choice of the month that they would send you automatically. There's a choice of the month that they would send you automatically, and like what you had to do was either buy it or send it back. And all you had to do was like right return the sender and drop it in the mailbox. I got like 20 free discs for the price of one. But that, those were the ones. Oh, like, dude, it was great. Like, in twelve months, yeah, yeah, like there would be, yeah. like, there'd be the one that like, it'd be like something bullshit. It's like, oh, you buy one, you get one for like seven ninety nine. You buy one, you get this. But then it'd be like that one month, you buy one at regular price, you get ten. Yeah, it was for crazy. ten cents a yeah. piece, and you're like, <laughs> take my money. <laughs> and that's why you just say to member, you're just like, oh yeah, oh, okay. oh yeah, they've, they they fucking rubbed you in too, man, and. If you're irresponsible like me, I had a stack of those goddamn oh. discs that they sent you out. I had a couple of them, and I was and like, I kept forgetting to send the fucking things back, and all of a sudden I would get like this bill for like eighty bucks. Like, really, what are you talking about? It's like this? all the music that you've stole from us. I really don't need it's like River fucking... of Dreams by Billy Joel. Yeah, right. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Ah, uh, that's awesome. Let's talk about their collection first. Or we can take a we can take a small break so I can go. Use the uh, restroom and fill my glass, and then I'll talk about my collection there first. There you go. You're round robin, whatever you want to do. 
right, before we start this round robin stuff, this is, this is the first question that, that I'll actually throw out there, whether it's in your collection that you brought with you today for show and tell or not. Um, right off the top of your head, first disc you ever purchased? Like myself? I purchased or was given to me? That you went and seeked out? Three Doors Down. S- sought out. The first album. <laughs> Sorry, I was the grammar announcer. Um, <laughs> three Doors Down. Old. With Kryptonite, and um. that was the first one I, I actually That's bought good, myself. It's a good CD. Great CD. I had that somewhere in my collection. <laughs> um, I bought two CDs at the same time. Yep. Um, one was a one-hit wonder uh, band that was actually their one-hit wonder was a cover from like the seventies. Uh, KWS um, the second album which is generally considered one of the most one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time uh, Tribe Called Quest Low End Theory I was pretty happy well, with the Tribe Called Quest, the not KWS album. All right, so I actually remember my birthday is October 4th. I remember October 4th, 1994. My birthday present that year when I turned 11 years old. 11 years old I turned in 1994. My birthday present was a CD player. Hmm. I didn't just any CD, CD player. player. It was a personal Walkman CD player. And the reason why I remember that is because that prompted me to go buy a CD. CDs. That makes sense. So we had the a tapes don't fit well in those. We had a field trip to Boston with my school that year. Me and my buddy Matt Falcone went into a record store at Faneuil Hall, and I've also purchased two CDs that day. Shape my life for the rest of my life, sir. First one. ABBA, Dancing Queen. <laughs> Billy Joel. <laughs> River Dreams. <laughs> Don't listen to him, people. Don't listen to him. You know what? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you maybe the funny one. Limb Biscuit, three dollar Billy all. Okay. Okay. Was it comes one with that the time. was one that's di- fine. was one that I I purchased that day. The second one was the self-titled album of Corn. Uh, uh, uh. 1994 I get that one just came out and like the the universes aligned themselves with each other where I owned I have a I I think I still have it somewhere pre-release like media only um, tape of Korn's first album Mm -hmm. Um, that was actually that was a Christmas gift from uh the, uh, uh, the the radio now disc jockey that I know that I just suddenly realized that I don't want to get anybody in trouble for giving me promotional stuff that shouldn't have been given away. <laughs> so that was the first time that I actually had like a portable CD player, like which was like a big deal like back then, like with the headphones and like the yeah. whatnot. And I remember like the whole bus ride home, just like listening to like those two albums. Like that was, and like probably you know for like the next year of my life because that's the way my uh, my present. My, my present circulation went but so when I was kind of like 
when I th- when I thought of this challenge and I was going through like my uh, my my CD discs, I was kind of thinking of like the albums that maybe have kind of like defined me, like like from back in the day. So the fir- the first disc that I'm actually going to throw out there came from 1997. Now the ba- the band that I'm going to bring up is not the band that they were back in 1997. Uh, the band the band that I speak of is uh, In Flames. Back in uh, 1997, now I, the 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 album in question is going to be Horacle. I'm going off of memory, so this could start be wrong. Does it start with an H or a WH? Uh, WH. See, <laughs> see, this is why I ask. Um, Thought I was being funny. Know. I'm not. The <laughs> more you know. No, Horacle. W H O R A C L E. It's the whole Oracle. That's totally yeah, what that. they're trying to say. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm going off of, I believe Jess's race was before this. I believe Colony was before this. I want to say um, Horacle was their third release. Colony was their first, am I correct? No. Jess's race was definitely before Colony. Okay. I believe this is number three. It could be four. So I'd like to uh, F7 in the corner. There could possibly be an error there. Um, the thing I love about old school CDs, it's got this crazy ass artwork. Like the artwork on this thing is like is like pretty insane. I love the I even love the discs. Like the disc. Now artwork. think about this to to, to interject. Yeah, because you go on about the artwork, and I feel like it needs to be brought up because like we missed out. Like in terms of artwork, we missed out. We were in the wrong generations. Oh, LP? Like, like 60s, 70s? Oh, dude, the friggin' records, vinyl. That was where it's at. You know, like, for art. The reason why I love doing, like, I love, like, actually going through, like, the history of, like, the Beatles Chronicle is, like, all the crazy shit that they used to put in, like, in their oh, yeah. vinyls. Like, all the, like, little subtle hints is, like, is, oh, like, yeah. John Lennon, like, really dead? <laughs> like, like. I mean, like, and, and look at the more blatant shit. Like Cheech and Chong, they included a freaking rolling paper for your joint that was the size of the fucking LP. Like, like as a joke. And people were out there using it, rolling up joints the size of a fucking vinyl. <laughs> like, I know we're called Heavy Metal over a six pack, but I actually think, like, a fun episode, like, someday would actually be to, like, break down, like, the whole Beatles, like, oh. conspiracy theory. Jeez. And, like, how, like. Paul is dead. Yeah, like how Paul McCartney has been dead for like decades, and like they've just been hiding it, and like there's all these little clues, he's and like all that. He's just a robot. That shit's just like fucking gnarly. Like you know, I I don't know if any of us actually smoke pot. Like maybe we should just like get like stoned like one day and just like go over like Beatles albums. But um, drop some acid once we hit. The so 1997, game. magical mystery <laughs> ride. To this day, my what, dragon's probably, green. To this day, because I don't want to go on and on and on and on, because I, I could probably talk about this album for like forever. But they have my favorite In Flame song that was ever written. And it's called Gyroscope. It is the most beautiful song, like in the freaking world, as far as I'm concerned. Like it's just like the guitars go in like three different directions. Like it feels like it's just it's gripping. Um, it doesn't have any clean vocals, but like his vocals are proper. If that if that makes sense, and. It's on this album, along with like some other, there's some other great ones on here. Like episode six 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 is, yeah. Excuse me, let me try that again. Episode six 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 is very good. Uh, Jotun, which is the, uh, the 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 first the first song on the album, is very good. But Gyroscope is on this CD. This CD 
I think defines my music. Hmm. And that's why I wanted to start with it. 1997, In Flames, Horacle. And it's a hard copy CD, people. MP3s don't do that shit. See, that's a paper copy right there. <laughs> I have a foam. It's not my fault. Hey, right, I'll shut up now. Somebody else can start. So, talk. I'm going to throw out there because I wanted to actually bring the CD, but given the fact it was left in my last car when I traded it in, I don't have it anymore. Mm. Fuckers. Uh, would be the Prodigy album that I had, oh, Fat of the Land. We talked about this earlier. <laughs> Which is which is fantastic because my uh, my dad had a, a, a very good system in his uh, Jeep at the time, and that album is like perfect for it. Anyway, uh, first album I picked is a more recent one. Book on that thing, man. That's awesome. Yeah, you gotta dig that. 2014. This is the Ailstorm album. That's what people Sunset don't understand anymore. That's great. On a golden age, I picked this one because if it actually opens, then it's like. A legit book and oh, it yeah, looks like an old yeah pirate there's, there's, you know like leather bound book uh it came with two it's got their what's the right, inside that thing is that like song lyrics is that they stories got all the song lyrics pictures, yep, like, and all the uh all the band members and like old school what is it sophia is that what it's called or it's like that oh sophia tone yeah um now I was reading through this, and I do want to... They have a, a thanks and dedications, like like they all do. Excuse me. But I, I want to start out just the beginning of this for one of the thanks here. And, uh... I will, you know what? Let's do two of them. So, this is Christopher Bowers. Who was the, the lead singer. He starts off with... I'd like to give my thanks to the following purveyors of fine cheeseburgers. In-N-Out Burger, with the actual place. Atomic Burger. Five Guys Burgers and Fries. Fat Burger. <laughs> Swartz Brothers. Hands I'm Gluck. Grill Stock Smokehouse. Burger Bar. Yo-Yo Burger. Dick's Drive-In. Build a Burger. Max Burgers. Tomboy's Burgers. Without you all, I would not be alive today. That is his thanks. Very and nice. the last one I have is from from the drummer. This is his thanks. Peter Alcorn. Peter Alcorn would like to thank Christopher Bowers, which is the lead singer, for waking him up at 8 a.m. to ask him for his thanks list. Who the actual fuck is still buying physical copies of albums? He'd thank all three of them by name, but he can't afford a pen because Midget Saw, which is one of the songs, hasn't yet hit 398 billion Spotify plays required to cover the 50 quid registration fee for the PRS. A little fun poke there. But yeah, uh, it's a pretty sweet CD case, I should say. Dude, that's so awesome. Yeah. So that's the fun. Is that, is, no, is that a special edition or is that like just... It is, it's the deluxe edition. It had the two albums. It had the regular and it had the unplugged. Right, which has Questing on the Poop Deck. Which is <laughs> totally not a song about <laughs> anal sex. Uh. <laughs> oh, Lord. I fucking love Ailstorm. Jay? 
Dude, this thing's awesome. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just going to be different. That's how I roll. That's what you do. <laughs> um, so, I've had a stack that are the... the, the I don't want to say these the ones that I'm about to discuss about to discuss aren't near and dear to me but I had to make choices um, so these honorable mentions uh, I chose for art purposes not that the music is bad I love the music on them but they all touch in different they all do different things um and two are kind of an evolution of one kind of style of covers for CDs. So, go first with the simple one. ACDC, Highway to Hell. Very basic picture slash drawing of the band uh, with the uh, uh, lead guitarist with devil horns. I mean, you can't get much more self-explanatory it's a band than ACDC, Highway to Hell. Mr. Angus Young. I mean, the cover says it all. You know what you're getting into. Straight to the point. <laughs> so then, and we discussed this a few weeks back, I think, with the artist profiles, Faith No More. And I discussed the single that had easy on it yeah yeah, Um, and this one cracks me up the artwork because it took me months to figure out what it's going to figure out what was the silhouettes in the background mainly because i just didn't look Uh, i see it it's yeah (laughs) silhouette of a couple rhinos fucking would you say that they are horny but um boom I'd say that they're very horny. Mm. Like, very I think horny. if you, har- I think if you, har- if you harvest them for their horns, that's illegal in certain countries. Yeah, yeah. Just saying. No, no, okay. So, hashtag Rhino Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Now you've got two albums separated by generations, not just one, several, and you had. Cheap Thrills, Big Brother, and The Holding Company. Bonus points for either of you who can tell me why this band because is important. Because there's a comic book on the front of it. Well, there's, yes, the, the art on there is done by Crumb. Is it H. Crumb? Those are the things you find like, under is. your couch and like the seats in uh, your car. Right? Why Crumbs? they're important? Yes. Who came from this band? Spider-Man. <laughs> this band is is quintessential to the '60s, <clears throat> and no one knows who they fuck they are. Batman, Cheap Thrills, Cheap Thrills, Big Brother and the Holding Company. The name of the band is Big Brother and the Holding Company. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm thinking of Cheap Trick. Close. I just had a mental retardation there. I'm so sorry. I blame me. To I blame you. alcohol abuse. I say I just I was gonna say I want Janice you to... Joplin. All right. Good for her. Mm. Good, but good for her. 
the, 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 the point I brought this one up is because of the artwork on it. It was done by a very famous mm-hmm. cartoonist. She's not alive still, is she? She has chocolate? No. no. Oh, no, she did. No, no. She did. 27 oh, she... Club. Yeah. She did. 27 Club? The 27 Club. Ooh. Cobain. Jimi Hendrix. Uh, oh, Jesus. I didn't know there was a club. Uh, oh, Hendrix yeah. was only 27? 27. They were all 27. God, that guy looks like he was like 49. Well, when you do a lot of drugs, that's what happens. Uh, um, the, the, the second album... Which, Which is album, very similar. Oh very, my very god! Good. Green very Day good. Dookie. Uh, very now, good. Just real quick, take a look at the styles. Separated by generations. Pretty, yeah. And you can see that they are influenced sure. by that style, by that comic book kind of. That's such a good album. Oh, one of my favorite albums of all, all time. Very Dookie's good. amazing. Very good. Um, it should be in my CD collection, but we're not going to talk about, now, about why it's in not in my CD collection. In terms of art and CDs and art and music, no other band comes close to this clusterfuck of art and music. Given the fact that they're... That the members of the band are, are, are cartoons. Mm-hmm. Yes! The Gorillas. Yes! Literally the, gorillas. the greatest mashup of art and music. I knew you guys would think Ever. this would be a fun topic. Um, not to toot my own horn. And, you know, in typical... What a horn action today. <laughs> typical Gorillaz fashion, you know, you pop the CD and you get the enhanced CD, which brings you all the bonus content. Yep. There's a bunch of games <laughs> on it, like wallpapers. I mean, everything. Oh, like, I remember that. It's you just, pop it in your computer. Like, sh- you get, like, a background. Yep. Like, you get, oh, like, yeah. a desktop. And, like, all so. They, I, I feel like these albums. Oh, this generation is fucked, man. Yeah, you guys right? don't know. You guys don't know shit. Like from back in the day. Can you imagine what they could put out now if like oh, it was God, required, yeah. dude? I, I might. I might start a thing. Like, we need to start. We need to shut down iTunes. <laughs> okay. Where, where do I sign up? <laughs> iTunes and Spotify. We need to get rid of both of them. Go back to old school over again. you could get But that's so the beauty cool. of vinyl. No, but this is the beauty that we gotta do it, we got like, we gotta do it friendly. Has a nice that's all. So not do it like an asshole? Yeah, not not like an okay. asshole. So th- those that's I'm out. my my honorable mention art list. Um Dude, that's a gr- I, I think they cover a lot of the different types of album artwork styles. Um from the very basic, which is ACDC, which just tells you what you're getting into right. to the more intricate the, the gorillas there's something going on there mm-hmm. like the art itself is making the music mm-hmm. the music videos um, are pretty impressive oh uh, they're freaking phenomenal reminds me of that Pantera episode that we did where like the guys in, like in the bar were not actually all yeah in the they're bar all photoshopped I mean, it's all photoshopped in. and Dimebag's uh, <laughs> headstock <laughs> is cut off yeah Chaser nicely done man awesome Awesome. I don't know if I want to go anymore. I just want to let Jay keep going. Well, next, I'm going to hit you with the, 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 the big gun before I get into the personal shit. That's inappropriate. All right. So the next one that I'm actually going to throw out here. Earmuffs. Knock. Knock. That is a neck. Knock. The reason why I pulled these guys out because this is what I used to. This is how I used to like build my uh, my CD collection. Um, so back in the day, like in the uh, the the Worcester the Worcester area, these uh, these local bands would like all get together 
and they would rent like a Legion Hall or uh, oh, yeah, yeah. like a PACC or like something like that. Like somebody would like set up a PA and like four or five different bands would actually like just show up and like just jam out. Like this is how you used to like have to find music back then. Like it, it reminded me of a time local, like when yeah. you didn't have YouTube. You didn't yeah. have Apple. You didn't have Spotify. You had to actually like seek out this stuff. So like, if the radio wasn't feeding it to you, you had to actually go out to like the local scene. And what was important about that it was like, Knock was the local scene. Now, I found the CD. Like, I, I I don't know how it survived all my moves because I'm not gonna lie. This is not the one I was looking for. Like, there was actually like three or four different CDs that I was looking for. Cause um, I got but um, knock. I think I found at like at a one of the original local music rocks. Like when it was not in a huge venue. Like it was actually at like a bar, hmm. and they had like a little outside venue. They set up a stage. It was at, it was able to be all ages. It was like a two o'clock in the afternoon to like six o'clock in the afternoon. Then you had to leave if you weren't twenty one. Kind of a thing. <laughs> You have an X on your hand. But these guys were great, man. I mean, I, um, I'm i try, trying to remember, like, the history. Like, I know, like, they, they had, like, some uh, they had some affiliation to, like, the se- like some of the members of Seven Dust. A lot of affiliation with the guys from Unearth. Like, Unearth was huge back in the day, like, in this area. But, like, this is one of the, like, this is, like, one of those bands, like, you, 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 you got this CD. Like, it was available at, like... Newberry Comics. Newberry Comics. Strawberries. The local strawberries would yeah. have would have like the local music. So, you know, see, surprisingly, strawberries used to have some local stuff. They were great, man. Yeah, yeah. Strawberries is cool. But the other great thing about strawberries was you can go get like local concert tickets there. Oh yeah, it was great. Like, like I bought a bunch of tickets. I shouldn't say a bunch, but I bought several tickets. Like I know. bought a lot. My uh, my local bazooka tickets came from strawberries. Yeah. If a couple of buddies and me are like, dude. We got some cash on us. We want to go to like the Worcester Palladium. You go to Strawberries. Yeah. What's playing at the Palladium tonight? Like, oh, it's gonna be Knox opening for. Oh, they used to have the the board. Yeah, the, the, cra- the crazy they used to have board. The board. You, just, you get you get this big Ooh. fucking crazy panel looking thing. Yeah. It was like Strawberries, and it was like all typed out like the tick. Like that place was awesome, man. You just like walked in there oh, and like 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 it was great, but. I picked this because, like, this is what I used to do. I used to go to, like, all this local shit. And this is the only way that I can remember any of them because, like, you have to buy their stuff. But the cool thing about it was, you're, like, it's even the same thing today. Like, you go to, like, a show today. Like, they make better... There's a... There's a better benefit to the band if oh, yeah, you actually buy like their stuff from them. And not through like a third party kind yeah. of a thing. So the fact that, and you know what? Please. There's only one, two, three, four. There's, there's five tracks on this mm. thing. Maxi single. But what they did, they did a decent job with the artwork. You actually had like the little bit of like a little discography. Like there's a couple of like photos in there. Like there's a little effort in this thing. Local. And these guys were never signed. Knock was right. never signed to anybody. Like this is something that I they, got a bunch of CDs, but used to, anyways, by guys who played the Randos. 
uh, uh, buskers in Boston. Okay. And what I realized when I was going through like my old collection is like I used to listen to a lot of noise back in the day. <laughs> like it got noisy, but these guys are actually cool. Like these guys had like some hooks and like whatnot. If like anybody deserved to be signed, it was Knock. And that's why I picked this. Very nice. Carry on, my way with some. Uh, next one I got. So, Disturbed. Kind of, but no. Disturbing. Yeah, more, more. So I actually picked this. Uh, what I used to do is um, we have a, a little um, flea market. Oh, yeah. yeah. Near us uh, called Rieta Ranch. Um, and, you know, I always used to find, look for the CD people because yeah. it's like, oh, five CDs for $3. Yeah. Like, you're like, yeah. I think, what did I grab? I got a Sonoda Artica album. I got The Sword by Freya. Um, I'm sorry, Freya by The Sword. I did that backwards. A bunch of different ones. Um, I got an uh, August Burns Red live album. It's pretty crazy. But uh, this one I picked up. This is a, this is a Mudvayne album. Okay. This, this one is called By the People for the People. Now, what this is, and he actually explains, uh, Chad explains at the beginning um the fans voted and they picked um 10 or 11 different songs i think i take it back i think it's 15 and mudvayne would choose whether to give you or pretty much what version to give you on the album oh, okay so what how it works is there's 32 uh, uh, albums on the cd the one before everyone is actually chad explaining the song it's oh. gonna be on so example um number two um well, number three technically is dig live from one of their show one of their concerts but then going on to number five which is silence is actually the demo version so huh. there's a lot of songs on here that um that have the demo that's cool so when you listen to it how much different it is and he'll explain like you know this is the writing process we were right. doing or how this one actually, how it was changed. Cool. So it's pretty cool to actually dwell into each song, especially the ones that you actually know, and to listen to it and be like, oh, this is how it started. This is how it was thrown together yeah. as ideas. Which, which um, this album is, is on the rarer side. I can't, it's not like on Spotify. It's it's not any other stream. It's, uh, yeah. it's more of a, a like physical. Seems like a, a the, niche um, item. The inside little dealio is... Um, a bunch of different little tiny pictures of everything no. from um, people's tattoos to drawings of Mudvayne, anything Mudvayne related. So it's it's a it's a lot to look at, but it's uh, it's kind of neat to, to see the different side of uh, the songs and everything, and, yeah. and it actually made it for people. You know what I mean? It's not just this is us, blah blah right. blah. The uh, the songs that are on, I'll, I'll just run through real quick for any of you Mudvayne fans. Uh, Dig, which is live, Silence, a demo. Uh, a song called Dull Boy, which actually wasn't written, but it was co-written by Mudvayne. It's kind of interesting. Uh, Death Blooms, demo. Uh, demo of Fallen to Sleep. Demo of n uh, Not Falling. A live version of Negative One. A demo of Happy. A demo of Perversion of the Truth. Live version of World So Cold. On the Move, Goodbye. Uh, a demo of Scrying. Demo of All That You Are. An acoustic version of Forget to Remember. And the cover, which I never knew till I listened to this whole album, of King of Pain, oh God. which is 
phenomenal. It's never been released or anything. But yeah, that's my little dwell album for you there. Right. A little side sideness. Nice. All right, Jay. I'll unload the the major one before I get to my five. Nobody said anything about box sets. Correct. <laughs> it was never ever discussed how many CDs a box set counts as. So I'm counting it as one. Okay. Oh shit. That is a box set. <laughs> the hell? What the hell is that? Pink Floyd. Shine on box set. Lovely postcard, collector postcard set you get with it. Is that a book? It looks like a... A book. There's nothing in it. Okay, there is stuff in it. That was just the first page. <laughs> Worst book Coast ever. the albums. But on top of it, with this box set... Are those what I think they are? Are eight Pink Floyd CDs. Oh, they look like the 8-tracks at first. I got... No, that would be pretty awesome. I have an 8-track um, of Chicago. chronological order. Like, holy F. Like, I've never... When you I've are, never seen a box and, set. I've never... When you're in well, chronological... I've seen a box set before, but I've never heard of, like, Shine On from, like, Pink Floyd. Like, what... Have I been living in a box, like, this oh, whole this time? this thing's, like, it was the 90s. Um... When you put all the CDs together chronologically, the CDs form ah. the cover Prism. for Dark, Dark Side of the Moon on the bindings. That's pretty impressive. Dude, oh, bo box sets are where it's at, man. Like, oh, there, yeah. there's, oh, so much, there's so much fucking neat shit, dude. Like, mm. That's pretty cool. And honestly, like, the, like Metallica's like, had like a couple of like relatively cool ones. And I think this is the small Pink Floyd box set. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but, yep. Uh, there's, a, there's another one out there that I've always wanted. I'm trying to... Ooh. That's I was just looking at the my Ailstorm album. They have their, their little box sets they do. And they got like... They should be like a little They got ship. like flasks. They got... The, oh, man. Yeah, they got toasters. <laughs> they got bottle openers. I pray to be a, a band one day that can actually put out like a box set of something. Can, right? you, can you imagine I mean, like you just is... like open a box like a dragon like flies out? <laughs> I mean, when you look at this box set, shit, everything's the, on the fire. The fact that it's got Dark Side of the Moon, oh god, and the Wall, Frozen, the Division Bell, Metal, like this is a solid box set. That's pretty cool. Gold star for you, sir. Dude, I'm like baffled right now. Like, how, how did I, like, Jesus, my presentation blows. Compared to... Dude, that's, that's, a, that's righteous, man. This is, I'm telling you, this right here is what the world is missing, like, right now. Like, the, the whole purpose, like, half the purpose of, like, the art of, like, music is, like, the expression of it. 
and like a lot like oh, yeah. there are groups out there that can like give you like a visual aspect as well as like the musical aspect and oh without a doubt unreal alright so this is what I'm gonna do I got three albums here that I can kind of like I can kind of lump into each so I have this other album. It's a band called Edgar. It kind of goes back to uh, what Edgar. I was talking about with like Knock. Edgar. Not Edgar Winter, right? The no, Edgar just Edgar. The Edgar Winter band. Just Edgar. Frankenstein. These guys are also. <laughs> <laughs> these guys are also like another local. Like I think that they were self-produced. Uh, they, like they, they did their own thing. They had like a couple of cool tracks. I dig that. And, like whatnot. Unfortunately, yeah, you know, I mean local. Local stays local. So what I'm gonna um. I'm gonna I'm gonna narrow down my, my my selection here. So what I was talking about, like when I was going through like my CD selection, I got three bands here. I got Vision of Disorder, I got Earth Crisis, and I got Strife. I've heard of Strife. Now, me being a musician, if I was gonna if I was gonna tell you like who some of my like major influences are, I'd, I'd actually go back to like old school Deftones. I'd go back to. Like maybe a smidge of like a Pantera, but not quite as much because I just can't play it. But uh, Strife is a huge influence on me. Like these guys, like the sound and that that they actually came up with. They were they were considered a hardcore band, but they actually had like a little bit of talent back in the day. Because you know, early '90s hardcore bands didn't necessarily have a whole lot of talent. They were just like pretty noisy. Earth Crisis. They were making like music. They bands. were making their own music to skate to. Yes. I mean, Earth Crisis was like one of those bands that they were. They were very noisy, but the musically they were awesome. Um, Ecoside was a great tune. Um, I'm trying. Wither was good. Breed the Killers was good. I'm trying to think of like their their greatest hits, which is not the CD that I have in my hands because I couldn't find it. Definitely sounds like a late '90s band. What's actually funny about Earth Crisis is so Earth Crisis was a uh, they were uh, they were a straight edge band. Oh God! I think I knew that too. Oh God! I think so. Yeah. So that sounds right. I went to the Palladium one time. Me and my buddy Ryan Smith went to the Palladium one time for the sole purpose of seeing Earth Crisis. Earth Crisis's bus never made it to the show. Oh. They had technical difficulties. Never showed up. But that was a show that I saw Skin Lab. Um, I saw Walls of Jericho, and I just remember the crowd being pretty vicious, <laughs> pretty brutal. And uh, I also remember it was me, my buddy Ryan, and his cousin uh, Kathy, who was a hottie, by the way. Like I would have. In case you're keeping track. Yeah, she always had a boyfriend. Anytime that like I was available, and I had a girlfriend, and anytime she was available, but you know we could have made that happen, Kathy. I'm just saying. I think we went to the straight edge show like high as effing kites. There's 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 something completely ironic to that. There is there is, but um I I, I know it was a straight edge show, and then I have a vision of disorder, which. I just remember these guys being fun, but they were like like this is what this is what was considered punk back then like punk hardcore punk and hardcore like back then so i picked these three because like i i I think it kind of illustrates the fact that i grew up listening to a lot of noise 
But you know what? I get so excited like when I find these CDs, but except for Strife. Strife I do not consider noise. Like if you actually listen to Strife, like his his lyrics are great. There's nothing special about the guitar, but it's perfect. If that makes sense. Like it fits. It fits what they're trying to do and there's like there's actually like a hook to the music. Like so it's not just like a like none of that. Like it's actually like there's like actually like a hook to like their music and Earth Crisis is kind of like the same way. Lyrics aren't his vocals aren't super duper but the lyrics are cool and the the guitar work is awesome. So I'm going to lump these three together. This is my upbringing right here. Okay. All kinds of noise. Yeah. Anthony, how many you got left? Um, sorry, Trace, I get three. Mind if I jump in? Okay. Yeah, no, well, no. I, only, I only ask because I, I have an album that I can relate to where he's coming from. I don't know if yet. So, you said punk. And in my stack 05, this is my five stack, I have what I consider to be a quintessential punk album. Mm-hmm. From the 80s. Can't wait. Um, probably one of the last great punk bands. Hanging by a thread here, bro. Just throw it out there. Tell me! Without this band, there is no Ale Storm. I disagree, In my though, opinion. I disagree. There will always be Ale. But no Ale Storm. The Pogues. Yeah, they might have been like an Ale Hurricane. Rum, Sodomy, and The Lash. Wait, who? The Pogues. The Pogues? Pogues. Pogues. The Pogues. Irish punk. Dude. What year without is that? These guys, what year is that? Without these guys, no dropkick. That's what I'm these... saying. What year is that? Uh, 85. Oh, dude, that's America right there. Give me a, give me a photo of that because like, all of a sudden I'm, like, I'm on Instagram 85. like a champ right now. 85. This was the reissue in 2004. Remastered. Dude, that's sexy. That's sexy right there. Nice. I love this album. I love this album. This, for me, is this this bleeds punk, and I, I I cannot recommend this album any more than I than than that I have. This album is fantastic. If you are a fan of punk and you've never heard of the Pogues, turn in your card. Because <laughs> you're probably one of those people who thinks Green Day is punk, and you don't belong on my block. Green Day's alternative, pop, pop rock. I give them alternative. I'll give them alternative. But not that I have any problem with the Green Day. Their earlier stuff is a little more. Oh, Dookie's like Dookie? sabotage. Beastie Boys, like. American but, Idiot kind of lost me. That's like the Metallica Black album for Green Day. And that was their fourth album. American Idiot? Yep. Gosh, I think that was later than that. Because there was one in between American Idiot and uh, Dookie. I'm not a... Con- I'm not a... I'm not a... And their, their first album sucked shit. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it. Uh, but... Are you ready, bro? Are you still You said Punk. So I wanted to, to interject. You said punk for your generation. 
And I love that. I, I dig that about you. I like, love that you did that. And I didn't. I don't want to go with the Clash or Sex Pistols. They're they're easy, easy pickings. The Pogues. The Pogues are where it's at. Some nice Irish drinking punk. And I love that album artwork right there. Oh, it's it. This is a famous. Uh, I want to say it's Carvaggio. I was going to say, quote but, me. Like um, that, that that imagery is. But they they edited the band's faces into the the painting. <laughs> now, mind you, the painting itself is a bunch of sailors on a raft dying. Huh. <laughs> yes, I think they're all like reaching out to their lord. <laughs> so there you go, Pogues Rub. Uh, rum, sodomy, and lash. This nice. is fun. This is fun. I like this. Moving on. Uh, my my next album is actually a pretty quick one, but uh, this is actually the first album I've ever got signed. You know, for half a second, I oh. saw the color and I thought maybe it was an Aqua. I thought it was like Barbie Girl. Oh shit! I, <laughs> I love that in the car. I have that album. <laughs> Don't even don't don't question it. I have a Ramstein version. Okay, it was on my Napster. Who didn't have it on any of their? As well as no one would actually buy it. As well as hey, I purchased that fucking album. The homegrown punk version of Barbie Girl, which is the best one out there as far there as some punk good covers versions. of that. I like the Ramstein version. It's good. It's good. I'm dead. I'm, de- I'm gonna find it now. But go ahead, do your presentation. Go um, so I went to Warp Tour. 2008 or 9 which mind you I've gone twice to Warp Tour and it's poured both times and Marcus can actually back yeah me up Anthony's bad fucking luck it rained like a mother effer mm-hmm. uh, one of the bands I was listening to at the time Escape the Fate um, this is when edit this out edit here Marcus here. Look at the spikes, Marcus. <laughs> Look at the spikes. Yeah. Look at them. Do the Ramstein version is better. You gotta wait for it. I don't, this ain't it. This almost sounds like Weezer or Nerf Herder. Wait, was that Cookie Monster? Probably. Monday's gone. I almost feel like this should have been like an alien ant farm cover or some shit. Um. Oh god, this is so indicative of the late '90s and early fat 2000s. Like, so this was this oh. this uh this is when <laughs> Escape the Fate um, got their new singer and Ronnie was no longer with them. Um, Craig Cabot. Mabbit, apologize, well, of um, cabbage. Uh, Bless the Fall as their new lead singer. And uh, when I got this signed, I I didn't realize at the time that the album I have is There's No Sympathy for the Dead, which is actually Escape the Fates EP, <laughs> which had Ronnie Radke originally of uh, Falling in Reverse, and Craig actually signed this album, and he's not even part of it. <laughs> I didn't even know that at the time. But his, his Money. things. I mean, the rest of the the band obviously was there. But yeah, whole different person. Misprint. You gotta yeah. frame that shit, bro. You yeah. Gotta frame that shit. So uh, 
Yeah, that's why I brought this guy, because this is actually my first signed album of that I ever got. Nice. Very nice. Good album, too. Especially because one of the songs is called Dragging Dead Bodies in Blue Bags at Really Long Hills. There you go. And you don't see that nowadays. There's they don't, a, they don't, they don't like, do the 12-word the songs anymore. <clears throat> I was going to say, you want me to get an easy one out of the way? I'll, I'll narrow it down to my last three. I won't even talk. Well, I got, much. I, got, I won't even talk much about this one because we, we we talked so no, much. No, I'm gonna about go this right now. I'm gonna go okay. right now, okay. and then you can talk you a little bit. You go ahead. I'm gonna let you talk. Okay. Okay, because this is the band. People I don't want to hear me talk about Megadeth. The reason why I picked this CD is because this band actually doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately, because I, artistically they kind of went in like different directions. It's a band called Revely. Ah, Revely. Fortune Cookie. So Revely was no, out. Revely's still together. No. Yes. No. I swear, I yeah. just talked to somebody recently that said that they then were still they, playing. They, they got back together because the lead singer actually wanted to kind of go in like the more like the hip hop direction, and like the the two guitarists were kind of like like different. They owe their career to WAF. You know what they do? Because their career was local. Oh yeah. Like it was huge local. Oh, but yeah. you know what? These guys used to sell out, man. Like. Some of the best shows I've seen at A-A-F the Palladium. loved Revelry. They did. Like, and loved them. The radio loved Revelry. This region like, loved Revelry. The problem is, Revelry only existed in the Northeast. Yes. If you were in the Northeast. But that happens a lot with this, this with, with You can experience Revelry. Like, like I said, some of the best shows I've ever been to at the Palladium were Revelry. You know why? Because the guitarists of Revelry were fucking phenomenal. The drummer of Reveille was fucking phenomenal. Um, now, the first album was like a little more like you can tell like it wasn't like as produced as like the album that I have right here, which is Bleed the Sky. But Bleed the Sky has as far I I I don't even know. Like I'm I'm, I'm trying to like think of like the words actually describe this. So. I guess you can call this rap core. I guess. Like, he has the rappy vocals, like, kind of a thing. But what makes his band are the two guitarists. The two guitarists make this band because the flow that they create, like, with any of their music, like, all of their music, is, like, so awesome. The bass. But they have a DJ too, don't they? I don't believe they do. They might, they might have, they might have produced effects like in the actual like recorded stuff, but like live, I don't recall ever seeing a DJ, and I've seen these guys like nine times live. Hmm. And the really cool thing about like seeing these guys live, like it was like a, it was kind of like a ritual of the lead singer to uh, get up on the uh, the highest uh, PA speaker that he could find and jump off of it. That was like his stage dive. He did it at Local Bazooka one year, and the, like I'll give him fucking a ton of credit for that because the one above Local uh, on Local bazooka was probably about 15 20 feet above the stage so the fact that he climbed off of that and jumped into a crowd of people and like have him like I think that god made, help i think that made news god help all of those people that had to catch that guy after like that free fall but he did it because but Just channeling zach de la roca from rage against the machine the song the songs have like great flow they have awesome breakdowns like these guys used to have like pits like for fucking days man like the whole goddamn palladium like you'd be moshing like going up the stairway it's like just get me out of here i just want to take a break like i don't want to be in here anymore but like 
I bring these guys up because they don't exist. Like I, I'm. I mean, to my knowledge, they never. They don't exist anymore. They had their first album, which I can't remember the name of it. It was the one with the dude poking his fingers and his eyeballs, and they had "Bleed the Sky." And after that, like that was it. They're only popular in like the Northeast. And if you're mm. not in the Northeast and you're listening to this, you should have checked out Reveille. And it's your goddamn fault that these guys aren't around anymore because they're fucking great. We find a date on this. Hold on. Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven, ninety-eight. That's my call. It's probably a good call. I can't read it. I can't read it. It's like. Written, like Look at Chinese. the disc. Well, I can't. The disc is playing. But strawberries, buddy. That's a security. <laughs> the security thing for strawberries. Oh, good God. Revly. Awesome. Go ahead, do your quick one. Megadeth, Countdown to Extinction. Boom! First album, <laughs> first Megadeth album I ever listened to. That's the one with um, Symphony of Destruction, yeah. correct? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry about my booze. I'm just kidding. This, this, not this disc. This tape spent a lot of time tape. in the tape player. Yeah, it did. Tape? Oh yeah, I bought that. I rebought this as a CD. Oh okay. <laughs> that's fair. That makes more sense. Sounds like yeah, that's not yeah. a tape. I mean, it's got you know the usual Megadeth art. And sure. Lyrics. Uh, doesn't, doesn't the lead guy have like an actual name? It's not Eddie. Rattlehead. Rattle. Rattlehead. I can't remember what it is. What his name Death is. Death Rattle. Something. Name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rattle. Yeah, because Eddie is as uh, Eddie is, is uh, my, Iron Maiden. Uh, Iron Maiden. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's Megadeth. That was that was one of my five. Symphony for Destruction. I normally wouldn't have probably have included it, but I figured, you know, heavy metal over a six-pack, I need at least one heavy metal album. Give me two seconds, I apologize, guys. Now I'm down to the nitty, the, the nitty-gritty. I got two more. The dirty three. I can go quick. Sure. I'll go back to my, uh, my local punk scene. So these guys aren't, like, 80s-style, like, raw punk. But um, I'm gonna actually pop this CD in here because I think we had this conversation before with the uh, the the Almighty Tree. Now this isn't the greatest tree album in the world. Like but you uh, picked a second tree album for your stack. Wow. Well, that's. I was going with what I could find because you know that's, what that's, my that's my, some... my CD collection has has gone through. So fun. Fa- so actually, fun question. Is anybody else like me, like, would you buy, like, a CD and it had to be, like, left in its entirety? So if somebody, like, borrowed your CD, they had to, like, take the case with you. And, like, when you got it back, you wanted, like, the CD in the case, book in the case, and the case, like, not cracked to shit. I was just happy if I got my CD back. See, I was, like, one of those weirdos, like, because I didn't want, like, my CD to be in, like, the wrong case either. Like, so if I, like, wanted to, like, play this one, I'll just pop the one that's in here and this. And then all of a sudden I have, like, 300 CDs, like, with the wrong disc in it because that would drive me, like, yeah. fucking bananas. Oh, it's that's maddening. Okay, so this is, this is a tree album, Our Day Will Come. This is the one that actually hit the radio. AAF used to actually play this. Like, Death Wish was the song that used to actually play on, like, AAF, like, very, very often in, like, the mid-90s. 
it's not like Planet Tree or Die was like probably like one of their better albums, but like this one, this this is the one that caught me. And then like I, then I got in the tree. I saw these guys. They have a lot of energy. They're they're like kind of like that. I don't want to say squeaky punk because I don't I don't really consider them like squeaky. There's not like a whole lot of screamo, but the guitar is awesome. They have a lot of energy. They were political, crazy political, like huge on the environment. Hence tree. And if you uh, look at the artwork, that's like, like whatnot. But tree, local, bitchin'. And fun fact, like I told you guys, one track one through eleven. Track twelve is called the Super Secret Jukebox Mix, which is track one through eleven just played without a pause. Start to finish. Kind of a side joke, and I like it. Tree, listen. Tribute band, Planetary or Die, coming soon. Actually, you know what? I just got that joke. Super secret jukebox edition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was so that when you went to the, the bar, that CD was in the jukebox. You could select the last track and, and just play the, the entire, entire album. album. Smart. Pioneers. All right. My uh, second to last one. It's... Um, 2014. Now, this band has 13 albums. This is their 12th album. That's a whole lot of albums. A uh, band called Iced Earth. Uh, they've been out for uh, yeah. uh, uh, I have the deluxe album here. Uh, it's a double piece. It's got a DVD. And the, uh, the artwork, I'll say this. The, it's their artwork pretty, always pretty been, impressive. Always been good. The whole thing, is, it's all hand-drawn. Every one of them probably does have two pieces. Oh, and they always they always do the thing where it's like the song lyrics and then like artwork to kind of go with said song lyrics, which is pretty cool. So the sweet thing about this album is um, there's a there's a few uh, um first to start they have a song called Highwayman, which I believe is a Willie Nelson song. I can say that's a cover. It sure. is. So um, this album actually has a lot of guest vocals on it, uh, one being. Uh, Michael Polson of Volbeat actually does a Highwayman. Actually I've has been a listening few. Listening to a lot of Volbeat lately. Um, Volbeat's great. Um, <coughs> Highwayman actually has his, his. I mean, his vocals are so easy to pick out. Like you know, when it's him. Um, it also has uh, Russell Allen of Symphony X. It's got uh, Hansai Kirsch of uh, Blind Guardian, which is the lead singer, and also Thomas Hackman of Blind Guardian, which I believe is their guitarist. And lastly, uh, Matt O'Rourke from uh, Bullet My Valentine, the drummer, actually does a few backing vocals as well. So there's a lot of uh, lot of play on the people in this one. Yeah. Um, albums are very good, very decent, very iced earth. You know, you know they've always done their, their thing. But I mean, the artwork in this is just phenomenal. This is why my choice. Yeah. Nice. Is it him or me? I'll go. Fuck him. All right. So my next CD, in in my opinion, one of the greatest concept albums of all time. Rush twenty one twelve. Okay. And and uh, it, weirdly, only the first half of the album 
is concept album. The rest, they really don't have a whole lot to do with the story. Um, But, like, the first half of the album is is almost a solid piece of music. Okay. Um, was that, it, that wasn't you who told me uh, it was Getty Lee's from Rush, Getty Lee, uh, his birthday recently. I don't believe so. Um, I don't believe that was me. And there's a DJ on AF, I guess he plays, he plays uh, 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 older stuff or, you know, um, not the normal AAF stuff. But for Getty Lee's birthday, he played the first half of this album to celebrate Getty Lee's birthday. Mind okay. you, the first half of this album, like half an hour long. <laughs> um, and a great... This is probably a quintessential Rush album. Okay. Um, there are people who argue this is their greatest album. Um, I feel like there's a lot of people that don't realize it's also a concept as well. No, they're just like, why is this song still going? Why does it sound right. different now? Um, but this is in uh, this is my desert one, uh, desert island choice right here. Rush twenty one twelve. This 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 is on the short list. One of the 76? few albums that makes it to the desert island with me. The desert island with you. I really thought you that's that hoobastank. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. So uh my the last album that I actually picked out. I have it playing right now for these guys. There's actually absolutely nothing special about these guys. I just think it was like... Did you pick it for the picture on the... uh, No, I actually... uh, Try to collect my thoughts while while I do this. Um, I picked this because this is like a quintessential view of what my generation had to go through. Um, I picked Ultra Spank. I believe the album is called Pro- Progress. Is that a mouse? Um, they were pretty... They, the problem with my uh, my generation was when you went to like an OzFest, Local Bazooka, like something like that, like the, these national-type bands, there were a whole shit ton of like one-hit wonders that would make the radio like push. The song Push from Ultra Spank made the radio. And this isn't a bad tune. Like it's listenable. Like it's neat. Like it's got like a cool, cool like little scream. Like it's got some nice cleanness to it. It's uh, this. But they were a one-hit wonder. They really were. This album is not great, but I own it. Why do I own it? Because I went to an Ozfest and I saw them. I moshed this band and I said, I like I like Ultra Spank. I bought this album. I put it in a CD player and I listened to it like start to finish. And this is what we used to have to do back in the day. Like I don't know. I hate to keep going back to that, but like this is like the thing. But yeah, if if anybody's ever heard of Ultra Spank, <laughs> I have their not hard music form now. Copy uh. disc right here. I'd recommend Push. 
It's the only song I can remember off this disc. But that's why I picked it. That's why it's here, because I wanted to highlight my generation. So I listened to a shit ton of noise, a lot of punk, and one-hit wonders for days. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw out like just an honorable mention as far as like the one-hit wonders goes, because I remember um, a band like El Nino. I bought. I totally thought you were gonna go with uh, uh, Chumbawamba. Tub thumping. No, 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 no. I have that album. Okay. I do too. <laughs> Wait, hold with on. the baby with the teeth. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? Wait, what is this? <laughs> El Nino, I remember like their first. Uh, I, yeah. I can't Another remember. Another AAF band. I can't remember. What the hell was the song? My 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 Apple Music is failing. It's hey funny Amo. you bring them up because hey I always get them mixed up with Revelry. I was actually trying to find this. This why the fuck is nothing working like what I wanted to? But regardless. The um the song that was actually on AAF was like it was like a little bit lighter. Um, I can't remember the, I can't remember the name of it. I'm so sorry, but I remember I actually liked the song, so I went and bought it. I bought the disc, slide it into like my 2002 Honda Civic, which the cool thing about my 2002 Honda Civic is like I had like a system in it. How can I live? How can I live? Thank you. Welcome. Sounds like a Celine Dion song. How can I live without you? How can I live? The first track on that CD was so goddamn heavy. Hey, I'm I hate you. That track. like you you slide it in. It's like it's like confession. I believe it's yeah. The f- no, that's the second one. That's the one with How Can I Live. It's a Revolution. Revolution. Ah, yes. Was the first one. Uh, God save us. God save us was the first one. It's so freaking heavy. And if you if you were fortunate like myself, who actually had like a system in their car, because I'm sorry, if you had a system, the best music to play with a system was rock and metal. Screw you, rap. Screw you, rap. Gonna throw prodigy in there. Slow, Slow your roll. Slow your roll. Every genre had its own. Musical, but we, but we, us, yeah. us metalheads deserve to be there, and that album was like amazing. And now I'm a lifelong El Nino fan. All right, that's it. I'll show Marcus out. So, my last one is actually one of my probably one of my oldest albums that I actually have. Which, when I actually say the date, doesn't sound that old, but this is 95. It was four when this came out, mind you. Nice. So that actually, my so uh, my father actually gave me this album, and the the insert uh, yeah. is the longest Ridiculous. fold of paper ever. So every square is a uh, different song, and it's a whole different. Each it's all different yeah. pictures. It's it's all look looks like it's like handwritten. Some of them they're all different. I, I don't even know how to explain it. You have to actually look at it. But uh, the the band is uh, White Zombie, Astral Creep 2000, which I mean, more human than a human is kind of like the the and, song of it, and probably the song of the band, honestly. Uh, it's most widely recognized. Mm-hmm. I would say that off of that album, the most popular 
Thunder Kiss. Oh yeah, Thunder Kiss ninety something. Well, I was sixty seven, but yeah. Um, this album's honestly great. My oh, first is. album with a parental advisory, mind you. My mother wasn't so happy with that one. <laughs> but uh, even the suite on the uh, CD. You couldn't even little, understand when robot he was swearing. Astronaut guy. You couldn't, no. This is a stay puff marshmallow man in an astro suit. I thought of the I thought of the, the, the most harmless thing I could. The stay puff marshmallow. He just popped right in there. What did what? you do? What? When somebody asks if there. you're a god, you, you say, say yes. yes. <laughs> it's such a great movie. No offense, Your Honor, but I've seen shit that will turn you white. But yeah, um, one of my older albums. I mean, again, the artwork is if you, any Rob Zombie album. The artwork. Yeah, is I mean, absurd. you know. But this one always stuck out to me. So yeah, that's my final one for you guys. I think I put this back together nice. again. What comes around was that single I was. Uh, okay, this one. No, not this one. This is if you still hate me. My favorite's uh, the war song. That's a good one. That's a great song. This band's great live. El Nino. Ugh. 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 Jay, your last one, sir? Jay, the floor is yours. So, I have two left. Fire away. We've already discussed one of them today. Um, and I saved these two because throughout the years, um, I would say that I have played these two albums more than any other albums in my collection. These two albums have probably have the most rotation for me. I still play them. I still play my digital copies of these. They're both on my MP3 player. Like, um, first one, Pearl Jam 10. Uh, this was one of the first CDs I was ever given as a gift. Pearl Jam 10, the Breakfast Club soundtrack, and oh, I can't remember the third one. Oh, the Bodyguard soundtrack. So random. Four. Tell me about it, because I didn't ask for it. In My mom bought it for me so she could steal it from me. <laughs> we'll always love you. So, Kevin Costner, I love you. It, Pearl Jam 10, I consider this album. It, uh, Save me from my flawless. bathtub. It's a flawless album. It's historic. Too far. Historic. Now I'm going to move on to the other one with a band that Anthony is probably only remembers me talking about. Um, Sisters of Mercy. The album is called Slight Case of Overbombing. It's better than underbombing, I guess. British band. If I'm going to get bombed, just bomb the shit out of me. Uh, British band. This is a greatest hits uh, album. Now, the the wonderful thing about this particular greatest hits album is when they put this together, they didn't just re-release the songs. They re-recorded them all. 
on better equipment. A lot of their older stuff is like very, very gritty and it's they're old school I think goth metal um I consider them just rock and roll uh probably easily one of my favorite bands of all time one of my favorite albums of all time I don't know what else to say about this album. This is one of my favorite albums of all time. Sisters of Mercy. Slight case of overbonding. I did it. Dude, you probably you probably you brought a pretty sweet collection today, man. That was awesome. I had it it took time. I had to whittle. See, I knew you guys would like this stuff. And I only got to half of my collection. Well, the idea was like a top, like a top. Oh, I know, but kind of like, and like you know what? I think you, you mentioned guys, this, and I was like, he wants me to pick five of my three hundred children. Yeah, it was a challenge. Hey, that's why I said challenge. I challenge you. That's painful. <laughs> this was great, man. Like, I, like I, I dug this. This was awesome. Slight case of uh, overbombing. Sisters of Mercy. Go check out the album. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking up a song, play Vision Thing. It's time to grab another beer and then talk about it. This is the Heavy Metal Over Six Beer Review. I plan on doing a uh, quick beer review, but I have to uh, look up the uh, name of the beer that I have here. How oh, can it be Glad you're not driving me with me at two o'clock in the morning when I come down. <laughs> I'm driven with you at close to two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but that's when I'm just waking up. Oh, not when I'm trying to keep myself awake from dying and <laughs> careening into it. I just smashed you. myself in the face with my hand over and over. <laughs> but like lightly, so it doesn't hurt. But it's enough to be like, hey. Back up. I just I roll the window down. Sometimes that works. Crack, crack. If it's like crack cold the out. music. Especially if it's like cold out. All right, it's not on their website either. So I guess <laughs> I'll just do a. Uh, it's um. Let's try one more place. Nope, nope, it's not there. Maybe retired. Well, should have thought about that before you put a website up. Watch who's a brewery. I went to watch who's a brewery today, and I went. I, I believe it's called Duncan. Duncan Weisel, Duncan Wizzle, something of that nature. It is a dark German ale that I picked up. I wanted the Oktoberfest, but unfortunately, the uh, the Growler Filling Station did not have Oktoberfest anymore available. It was, the last keg was over at the bar because they have uh, they have two sections that they they do this, but it's okay because you know what? This dark German ale I've had this before. It's actually delightful. It's dark. It's sweet. It's malty. Not overly sweet. I, that's probably like a bad a bad term of it, but it's not it's not hoppy by any means. Like it's a nice smooth drink. I definitely recommend it. I mean, it's under five percent like eight, um, alcohol by volume, so I mean you're not regular beer. Yeah, it's it's regular beer, maybe regular even like beer. like minus a smidge. To not regular beer. So it's a it's a dark it's a dark ass Coors Light that they they they, they came out with. Likes the dark ass. <laughs> you know, hey. 
Um, just bite it. <laughs> I and I kind I kind of downplay it like a little bit. I love the fact like the the area that I live in because like there's breweries for Galore. days like around me. Like I have the Gardner Ale House. I have Wachusa Brewery and. The, you the, the River Sticks too. There, ri- uh, River Sticks is close. People there's actually fight. one up in Peterborough. People like Berkshire. The, the, there's all kinds of stuff like around this area, and the stuff that Wachusett like regularly bottles. I'm not generally like super duper with, but I, I love going mm-hmm. to like their actual brewery because they have so much of a selection that they don't bottle. Uh, like the the, the willy dilly that I know I've actually uh, reviewed in the willy past. Dilly. Um, with the uh, bunch of different stouts, like the latte da, the um, the the goat milk stout, like so. <laughs> sounds so wrong. The the, the, the Duncan Weisel. I think it's something of that nature. I'm so sorry if I'm getting the name wrong, but no, he's not. It's awesome. Dark German style ale. Awesome. I'm not sorry he's getting the name wrong either. Four out of six. I actually have taken Marcus's favorite Oktoberfest. Line and Kegel. Yes. Line and Kugel. The Line and Kugels. That that joke just. Uh, They're Oktoberfest. (laughs) Um, I've been playing around with my my Oktoberfest this uh, year, or this month, particularly. Um, I've had this one before. I won't lie to you guys. Um, I think it's good. It's smooth. It's not overkill. I think they, they do a good job with it. Um, probably one of the better Line and Google ones. I mean, I've always been a big Line and Google person myself. Their, um, their regular uh, wheat one is probably my favorite still because it tastes like Fruity Pebbles. It's sweet. There's, authentic- there's authenticity to it. Yes. Because like Sam Adams and Wachusett like, gets like really... Overbearing, yeah. like with like some of their. It's just some of them like can be too much. Which uh, actual, Sierra Nevada is good too. I enjoy their. Uh, Sierra Nevada well. makes a great one. I think that that might have been one I reviewed. I believe it was. Yes, it, it, it was. And yep. like Sierra Nevada and Lada Kugel, as far as like mass produce, like probably make the best mm-hmm. when it comes to I like Oktoberfest. Yeah, uh, I would. Uh... Five out of six. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I'm feeling generous today. Do I tell me about the Blantons, buddy? I was going to talk about my Red Bull Kiwi Apple. <laughs> <laughs> that you chase with Blantons? Go on. Well, really, I chase the Blantons with the. But, but. You were no fun. All right, <laughs> final thoughts for the people, gentlemen? <laughs> you good? As always, Keep it thank- local. As always, thank you for uh, hanging out with us. Like, fun episode. Like, we, uh... If you're out there listening to us, you tell us your favorite CDs. What do you have in your collection? Yeah, throw them out Send there. us pictures. HMOA, number six, Pictures P-A-C-K, or you don't own it. At gmail.com. Yeah, proof, um, today's episode, I've actually gotten into the Instagram. So I started posting some stuff. So, like, go ahead and, like, check us out. Uh, at HMOA, number six, P-A-C-K-A. Uh, we can be found on the Facebook, Potomac.com, iTunes, Google Play, and tell your friends and give us a rating. Because you know what? Ratings do nothing but help all of us. Even if they're not your friends, if they're like the homeless guy on the street, or the them. old lady up, the, up, you know, your neighbor. Yeah, that homeless guy like on the street that you I gave mean, a dollar to and he has like a smartphone, tell him to go check yeah. us out. 
get him get him a bottle of Boone's. Just Boone's Farm? Harbor Mist, maybe? Yeah. Something Hook that him says up. I'm classy, but I also like Hook to be taken up. advantage of. Until yeah. then, I'm not going to lie. We're 30 episodes deep, and that's maybe 29 more episodes than I thought that we were going to ever survive. A little more than tip. So, so thank more. you so much for chilling with us. I hope you like the content. and like we, we are we are dedicated to actually bringing you more. Happy 30th, guys. Happy. Yeah. Like, like, I feel like this is like such a big deal. Like I'm, but it's not. You won't be we, thinking that till fifty. Oh man, that's what I'm looking forward to. Fifty. Fitty? Fifty pack. 50. A fifty pack. No, fifty. We don't even bring beer. We're just gonna drink whiskey. <laughs> 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 and Listerine. We're, we're gonna drink whiskey out of the bottle, and we're gonna have shot glasses of beer. Good times, that by all. We oh, have yeah. concert reviews coming up for you. We have trivium. And Avatar. Avatar and Light uh, the Torch. Light the Torch. That's going to be a good time. It should be great. We're going to make it a good time. And then we're going to make Jay review uh, Sire, Marked, and uh, Machine Gun Mayhem. If he shows. I'm brutal live. Watch out. <laughs> good night. Goodbye. Peace be all. Peace out. Peace with all. Peace to you. Or maybe everybody. Except for you over there. Just stay fucking metal. You right there. That is the end of this episode. Another fun-filled day in the world of heavy metal over a six-pack. This is Anthony, Marcus, and Jay signing off. See you next time.